0: Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. I will be reading from the book by Jensen Franklin, Overcoming When You Feel Overwhelmed, Five Steps to Surviving the Chaos of Life. Seasons of Struggle. Seasons of Struggle call for spiritual support. Jesus told us that in this world, we would find trouble. He also offered us ways to overcome those troubled times we would face. In this part of the book, we will look at five steps that are instrumental to overcoming in overwhelming times. They teach us to look within, look to Him, look ahead, look out, and look up. Coming straight from the words of Jesus, they will help us faith face both our everyday challenges and the unique end-time challenges we now see arising. Using these five steps, we can explore our understanding of who we are in Christ and how we live because of him. Each of these steps will encourage us to get up, get out, and break free. Step one, look within. The enemy sees you as a high-value target or HVT. The United States Department of Defense defines this military term as a target the enemy commander requires for the successful completion of the mission. The loss of high value targets would be expected to seriously degrade important enemy functions throughout the friendly command, the friendly commander's area of interest. So, An HVT describes an enemy combat who has the potential to do great damage or create a disruption to operations. Before his capture in 2003, former Iraq president Saddam Hussein was known as high-value target, number one by the United States military. Osama bin Laden was another such HVT. The more you know about God, the more you love and serve him. The more you abide in his word, the more you become a high-value target, or HVT, of the enemy. Guaranteed. When you're guaranteed to make hell's most wanted list, you're going to need strategic survival and overcoming tactics. As a believer living in the end times, you are a threat. The enemy knows that God has given you the keys to the kingdom if you know how to pray, how to fast, how to walk in the spirit, how to love and forgive, you're an HVT. And hell is sending its best forces to eliminate you from this world. This may frighten you, but it is actually good news. It is evidence that you are an asset to the kingdom. Simon Peter was one of many HVTs in the Bible in Luke 22. We find Jesus sitting at a table with his disciples at the Last Supper. As the evening draws to a close, Jesus turns to Peter and calling him, by his original name, says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. Some translations use the word separate instead of sift, meaning Satan's desire is to separate this disciple from Jesus as one would separate wheat from husks. What does this mean to you and me today? The enemy's goal is to sift us to, which means he wants to separate us. He wants to sift you from godly friends, colleagues, and family members. He wants to cause division in your marriage. He wants to breed conflict in your friendships. He wants to bring about contention in your relationships with his children He wants to separate you from the right crowd and connect you to the wrong one. Hell is trying to pull you away from what God has destined for you. And the enemy doesn't care what it costs. Doesn't care what it costs. He will do whatever it takes. Take heed. As we saw in chapter 2, the first thing Jesus told his disciples when they asked him to tell them the signs of the last days. Take heed that no one deceives you, Matthew 24, 4. Instead of giving his followers a timeline, he told them to look within, our first step to overcoming. In other words, they needed to self-reflect and guard themselves. It's not so much about knowing the why, where, and when, and how, What matters is what's happening within you. Again, as I said in chapter 2, Jesus was telling them the same thing he is saying to believers all over the world today. What we know or what we don't know about the end times isn't nearly as important as who we are when he returns. How is your thought life? What? is the condition of your character. How is your integrity? Personal holiness may not be the most thrilling of topics to discuss, but take heed, it's one of the most important battles you and I will fight. Many of our spiritual battles are born of self-inflicted wounds. We fall into routines that hinder our growth. We invest our time battling on keyboards behind the screens instead of praying for one another. We check 24-hour news feeds because we are obsessed with trying to figure out what's happening in another part of the world. We try to connect the dots of our world with end-time prophecy in the Bible while our neighbor might not even know that we love Jesus. Here's a simple question. How do we make looking within a priority? When you compare the amount of time you listened to podcasts or scrolled through social media last week, to the time you spent in God's word. Which wins? Don't get so busy with entertainment, politics, personal finances, and problems that you lose track of one thing that God told you to guard yourself against. Be on your toes. Make godly choices. Your goal is to endure to the end and overcome in the areas in which you struggle. Know that what I like to call weapons of mass destruction will be thrown into your path to stop your forward momentum. Don't fall for them. Stay on guard. Look within. Take heed. Guard yourself. The number one responsibility of every man and woman to look within is found in an Old Testament story that takes place on a battlefield. As you can imagine, a battlefield breeds continuous chaos. In the Old Testament times, the battlefield was full of blaring horns, clashing swords, the thunder of rumbling chariots, bellowing battle cries, and the moans of dying soldiers. Every minute was crucial. Every action, every decision counted. Lives were at stake then. Now, in the spiritual battle you wage, your life is still at stake and the enemy is gunning for you. What can you do? Let's look within the story from 1 Kings 20 to find out. A soldier tells a king how he had been given explicit orders to guard a particular prisoner. The soldier had been warned that if by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life or else you shall pay a talent of silver. The soldier in this passage had one job. He was to guard what looked to be a prisoner. The King James Version says it this way, keep this man the Hebrew word for keep is shamar, which means to hedge about as with thorns, guard generally to protect, attend to, etc. The original word captured the image of a sheephold, a coral made out of thorn, bush, thorn bushes that shepherds used to protect their flocks from predators. The soldier was told not to get distracted and to protect the prisoner as he would a flock of his own sheep. When the battle was over and the king and the soldier crossed paths, the story took a dark turn. The soldier told the king that he had lost the prisoner. I find the resulting exchange between the king and the soldier fascinating. How could this happen? I imagine the king demanded, What was so important that it distracted you from keeping the one man that was most important? Explain yourself. I'm sure the king expected the soldier to have a legitimate excuse on hand. Maybe the king imagined the soldier had been held at sword point by an enemy and had no choice but to cut the prisoner loose. The soldier's response, your servant was busy here and there. He wasn't lazy. He wasn't a terrible soldier. He was, however, attacked by weapons of mass destruction. And it was severe. Since he had lost the prisoner, he would lose his life. Personal holiness is the battle of the 21st century believer in every life stage. As we seek holiness, we must take account of both our inner selves and our outer selves. Our outer self consists of the flesh and all the fleshly desires, and our inner self is the internal place in our hearts where the Holy Spirit is enthroned. We have to guard both our outer and inner selves with diligence. Our battlefield is the world we live in along with the skirmishes we experience day by day in our hearts and our minds. Distraction is a powerful weapon that the enemy uses to remove our focus from what really matters. That we become more and more like Jesus every day. Just as the battlefield is noisy, so is the world. I'm not talking about the world at large, but the world we've constructed around our individual lives, including our social networks, our responsibilities, our hobbies, our passions, our pastimes, our mental health, and our physical priorities. The wonders of technology have turned us into screen zombies. We enroll our children in every activity under the sun. We overload our calendar and overload our margin. The things we do are not at all bad. Going to the gym a few times a week or watching your child kick the soccer ball around are good things. And social media can provide a wonderful means of connection with people when we're far away from them. But I find that as we saddle our days with non-stop activities without intentionally guarding our inner selves, we empty our souls of what's most important. Busy here, busy there, this has to be done, that has to be done. As days turn into weeks, your focus gets lost in the cares of the day. It starts slowly. Soon you forget your given task is the battle your charge in the midst of your warfare with the enemy is to guard your relationship with jesus as believers our number one assignment is to love the lord our god with all of our mind heart and soul and strength next we love our neighbor everyone else But this sacrificial act depends on us and our personal relationship with Jesus Christ. King Solomon expressed the importance of tending to our relationship with God in Song of Solomon 1.6. They made me the keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept He was evaluating all of the mistakes he had made in his own life, looking at his own family that had been destroyed. Sometimes God gives us responsibility for others, and we put them first, thinking that we will be judged and evaluated by how well we are doing looking after others. But the Lord needs to remain our focus, first and foremost, Everything else flows from this relationship. If your relationship with God goes unintended, as Solomon expresses, the other vineyards you are responsible for will spoil. Do not get distracted. If you do, you will lose this relationship with God. And thus, you will lose yourself. It starts off small and, and slow and then gradually if you're not careful the drift will pick up steam before you know it you're thinking less and less about your relationship with God and you are focusing on worldly pursuits and pleasures by looking within you are to guard who you are and your relationship with your Lord and Savior above all again The soldier in the story wasn't a bad man. He was a busy man. He may even have been trying to accomplish things for his family and provide them with a certain lifestyle. Sound familiar? Most people don't mean to drift from God. We don't let our standards down and compromise on purpose. But when you remove the hedge of God's word, his house and his people and you get busy, there comes a day when you forget about your first love and, in the process, lose yourself.